Hey, good evening, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. My name is Michelle. I am so excited to be with you this evening. Um, I hope that you're doing well. Um, I want to thank you for tuning in all the time. Thank you for sharing the podcast. And if it's your very first time, um, I welcome you in the name of Jesus. Um, this podcast is available on um, on Anchor, on Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Um, I think Google Podcasts is the easiest because once you subscribe, um, if you look up the word by Michelle on Google Podcasts and um, you subscribe, every time we have something new, you automatically get a notification. So I think that's the easiest um, way for us to catch up. Praise King Jesus. I am so excited to speak to you today. Um, and I thank the Lord for what he has put on my heart. Um, I'd like to say happy Mother's Day to every mom out there. <laughs> and um, and happy Mother's Day to myself. Um, I'd like to thank all of my babies out there that took the time to send me um, Mother's Day messages. I love you all. I appreciate you. There's so many of you. I can't even risk naming names because I don't want to leave out anybody. Um, I don't want anyone to be offended. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to dive into what I have to share. Um, let's have, yeah, let's get started. Let's dig deeper. Let's go straight into it. Um, today, our opening scripture is in the book of John. John chapter 3, verse 16. Let's go to John chapter 3, verse 16. It reads, um, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. <laughs> yes, I know. This is such a regular, even a drunken guy off the street can quote it. If you walk into a Christian bookshop, chances are you, you, you cannot come out without coming across a mug or a postcard with this scripture. But um, I just got a deeper revelation of it, and, and I want to share that. And, and um, that's, why, that's why we're looking at it today. And I ask, I ask you, I humbly ask that you be open-minded as we dig into this scripture, so that hopefully by the time we are done, you'll be as blessed as I was when I was going through the scriptures. Praise King Jesus. Okay, let's humble ourselves. Let's humble ourselves for the opening prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for this day that you have made. I thank you for everybody that's listening in. I thank you for your precious word because it is written that you sent forth your word and your word healed them and your word delivered them from destruction. I thank you so much for um, the scriptures that you are about to bust open for us today because indeed there shall be healing, there shall be deliverance. I pray for everybody out there that's listening in that you give them the ears of the learned so that they may get a revelation, Father. Let us not just read your word but help us to get revelation, help us to get understanding as we go through the scriptures um, and also I pray that you give me the tongue of the learned Holy Spirit I invite you come and take your place fill this place fill the ears of everybody that's listening in so that everybody can take out something that you've packaged for them this evening in Jesus mighty name we have prayed 
Amen. Right. Yes. John chapter 3 verse 16. That's where we are at. Um, I'll read it once again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, if you're not new to this podcast, you are well aware that us guys love to break it down in bullet points. And today, I want us to touch just the first half, the first two sentences, because I want to talk about love. (laughs) I want to talk about love. Yes, okay. So the first two lines read, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son. Praise King Jesus. Now, there's a lot of us out there that um, are either in love or have promised to never love again because we were, we loved and we were heartbroken or are looking for love. A good number of us are looking for love and it may not be just the love of um, a partner or a husband, but it could be the love of a parent, the love of a neighbor. Love is a huge necessity in this world. And and, uh, I've been thinking a lot about what I have to share. It's coming to a month now and and I am challenged. I almost, I don't know, I almost feel like I have never loved. Damn! (laughs) Alarm bells. Yeah. I know there's people out there that are listening, especially if my husband is listening, he's probably giving me the eye, like, what the flower, Michelle? But I I am going to break it down, and by the time we're done, I want everybody to be honest with me, to check our hearts and check if we have indeed loved. Because I feel like these two, to love and to give, go hand in hand. See, we're starting to make sense, I hope. To love and to give. Have you loved? And what is love? What is love? Have you given? Because those two go hand in hand. To, to, to love is to give. But let's get the definitions first. What is love? I, I have looked up, I've, I've tried to do a bit of research here and help me. Maybe you can and drop in some definitions to make it easier for all of us. I have um, found out that to love is to have a profoundly tender passionate affection for another person (laughs) that's the first definition that i got and i think this is pretty much um to do with romance like oh to love somebody in a romantic way yeah to have a profoundly tender passionate affection towards another person right then the other definition is um to have a warm personal attachment or a deep affection that's the other definition of love. And I think this is between parent and child, yeah? To have a warm personal attachment or deep affection for a parent, for a child, yeah? There's another absurd um, description that I found. It's not absurd, but it's a reality, but I feel like it comes with a lot of stress. And, and this definition of love is um, related to sexual intercourse, copulation, yeah? It, it says um, that love is a personification of sexual affection yeah as eros or cupid and and the sad bit is this third definition is pretty much what is defining a lot of relationships out there in the world romantic relationships everything is about cupid like it even gave birth to valentine's day 
and love <laughs> in in a lot of relationships you can't talk about love and not add sex so it's like sex has brought a delusion into the love triangle that almost takes the love away like a person says i love you with the in, what, but in not so many words what they say is i want to sleep with you isn't that so sad i mean i want to pull out different um definitions yeah um of of this um love word so that when we dig deep, deeper into it um we can easily relate yeah there's another definition of um and and I like this one love is um the affectionate concern for the well-being of others now i think that's the general love like the love that that's expected in a community the love that one would have for their neighbor affectionate concern for the well-being so this this is this is a kind of love that cares about another as opposed to I am saying I love you so you can accept to go to bed with me like the previous one we mentioned yeah yes and um I like that one but the last one the definition number how many have I given you 1 2 3 4 the last one um the one I'm about to share is probably what will help us yeah um love is a benevolent affection of god for his creatures praise king jesus now even as i mentioned that i am getting goosebumps um because this is the one that ties into the scripture yeah for god so loved the world god created the world so th- this is the love that god has for the creatures that he has created in this world the benevolent affection yeah the, the love that supersedes all other things praise king jesus So I think by now we have a good definition of what love is and and if you can find out another definition feel free to drop it in my inbox or you can go to the comment section of this podcast and drop it on there a lot of right now a lot of people that listen to this podcast know me personally so you can drop it on my Facebook page the the word by Michelle or Michelle Mirembe Bayangana cuz there's two pages on Facebook or you can just drop it on my Instagram page we've got an Instagram page um the word by Michelle I mean this will really help I've I've been speaking to you guys for quite a while and it would be nice to have um I do get feedback a lot of it but yeah feel free to interact either on on all of those um social media pages with each other or with me okay now let's look into giving <laughs> what is to give to give is to present voluntarily without expecting compensation praise king jesus <laughs> i'll ask you are you a giver you know alia before i asked you if um i i already said it i'm not sure if i have loved before i'm just i'll put myself out there cuz right now it's just me and the microphone you you Okay, for example, to give a birthday present. Right? When you give a birthday present, you give voluntarily without expecting compensation. Now that that that, that defines a giver. Like to give um there's been incidents where we've given so that we can be given back. And that's very frustrating. I mean it really really sucks because not all the time people will give us back. 
and and my prayer is um that we graduate from those people to 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 better givers right some people give love so they can get love back some people give small gifts with the hope of getting some i mean it's 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 human nature <laughs> but um i pray that the holy spirit speaks to us today so that uh by the time we're done i also feel the need to talk about this and some people have a gift of um their gift is giving you know there's gifts there's a gift and there's a calling right some people have a gift of giving and 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 the reason why it's a gift from god is um that, that that's something that will trigger blessings um to come your way from god right and um this is really uh, i have noticed that it's affected people in a way that they either give and they don't get acknowledgement or they do get acknowledgement but not as much as they would have loved to and for that reason they don't feel like giving and um galatians chapter 6 verse 9 comes into play that says um do not grow weary of of doing good because in due time you shall reap sorry i'm already branching off but you can blame the holy spirit we want to talk about giving because today we are talking about loving and giving praise king jesus so there's giving in itself i think is it will have to be another podcast because it's quite vast but today let us stick to loving and giving and and i, I want i was trying to define um what to give is like to give is to pre- to present voluntarily without expecting anything in return that's the definition but then also there's the intentions of the heart what intentions have you got when you give the managing director of british airways a hamper is it because you're just being nice or you are hoping that somewhere down the line he'll give you a free ticket to dubai i do not know i'm just saying i'm giving examples praise king jesus the second definition of um to give is um to hand to someone or give you, you know you you hand something over to somebody for example you can say um give me that pencil or give me that plate please praise king jesus and then we have another definition of um giving to be defined as to place in someone's care like um give me your coat and i'll keep it for you i'll keep it in the cloakroom or i'll put it in the closet praise king jesus the fourth definition is what i want us to capitalize on more because i feel like again it drives back into our scripture and it reads um to give is to pay or transfer possession to another in exchange for something yeah so you you give like you don't own anything anymore you give it to another in exchange um for something i know this kind of contradicts what i said earlier of what are you expecting in return but this 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 kind of defies because of by, by by the nature of which it ties into the scripture that we just defined um john 3:16 which reads that for god so loved the world that he gave his son and what he expected was is uh, what he expects still expects is that whoever believes in Jesus will not perish but have everlasting life praise king jesus i think we're done breaking down that scripture i want us to focus so much on lines 1 and 2 god loved us he gave us jesus period and i am here to ask one question do you love 
before we even take it to God. Like, do you love anybody in your life? Like, who do you love right now? And and um, how are you expressing your love? Because to give, I feel like um, love is a competition of giving. <laughs> like, okay, so um, who do you love? What have you done to express your love for them? Are you, you know, you could, you could, it doesn't have to be material. You could give yourself, for example, like how do you give yourself? Like because you love your husband so much, there's things he does that you don't agree with, but you give your heart. How? You overlook them. You're patient. You decide to be patient um, with him on certain traits because that, that means you've given, like you're willing to put yourself down, to humble yourself even though it doesn't feel so nice so that you can give love. Like you give yourself, like you, you, you literally sacrifice yourself, your, your likes as a person to accommodate the other person, like you're patient with them. There's a scripture somewhere in Corinthians that describes love, but I don't want to spend so much time on what love is. Um, I just want to address it on surface because love is so huge. If we were to dig much, much deeper into love, it would have to take us almost like 10 episodes on the subject. Because um, when I look at my Bible, when I did the whole of the New Testament uh, from beginning to end, and um, yeah, I'll focus on the New Testament, it got me thinking. So uh, why is it called the Bible? Why don't they just call it the book of love? Even from the beginning, from Genesis, because it's a simple case of everything that was done is because God loved us. Even him sending Jesus is because he loves us. And then when Jesus comes, everything he demonstrates is love, love, love. You know, even when we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit in in, um, Galatians, is it 6.22? The fruit of the Spirit is joy. um, What is, let me read Galatians. It starts with love. The fruit of the Spirit is love. I really did not want to dig so much into love, but since the Holy Spirit is insisting, let's run quickly to Galatians. Galatians is in the New Testament. Um, Come on, come on, present yourself, Mr. Galatians. Romans, Corinthians, and then Galatians. Praise King Jesus. Galatians chapters. No, it is um five, not six. Galatians five twenty-two. Pardon me. It reads, "But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control." And then it goes ahead to say that against such there is no law. But I want to focus on love. Because if if you love, then there's no law. Like Jesus comes in as love. And, and when he presents himself in the New Testament as love, it, it, it erases everything else that started with all the laws that Moses gave in the Old Testament. Again, like I said, if we go so much into love, it might take us away from um what I want to talk about. I want I want I want to talk about giving as an expression of love because I have realized Michelle that I personally have never loved not enough, not fully anyway. And um 
I've been trying to dig into my brain the relationships that I've been into. I've been blessed, like I've dated some givers eh, in the past. Eh? And and I almost categorized them like, oh, this one was this one was a giver. Does that mean that they love me a lot? You know, and and I I was I went through um, I did a lot of thinking so that I can come up with an example that's relatable with. And when all was said and done, all I, the best I could come up with um, my son. Because I don't want to talk about people that have loved me, but I want to talk about people that I have loved. And um, I have got a son. Um, God, God blessed me with a son nine years ago. His name is um, Mwesigwa. Mwesigwa in my in my local language. That's uh, that's in Luganda, Mwesigwa. But it, in English, it translates um, faithful and. Uh, I love that name because that, that's um, faithful is um, is Jesus's name. So in not so many words, uh, my son is Jesus. Hold up! Don't get too excited. I've got scripture to prove that. <laughs> oh sh- Okay, let's run to um, Revelation. And now I'm explaining my son's name. Jay, I like to explain. Revelation is the last book in the Bible. I don't want you biting my head off like, what, Michelle, really? Couldn't you find another name? Revelation chapter 19, um, verse 11. Um, the title um, is um, Christ on a White Horse. Revelation 19, 11, it says, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True. Praise King Jesus. I'll stop right there. The scripture is explaining Jesus on a white horse and the scripture is saying that him who sat on the white horse is called faithful. My son's name is Mwesigwa, which means faithful. And Jesus' other name is faithful. So there you go. So anyway, let's stick to Mwesi. We, we, we cut his name short, so we call him Mwesi. So this guy, gosh, like I really, really loved my son. Why am I using loved like I excessively? Maybe the word is obsessed as obsessed with my son. Um, because I, I still love him, but now it is in moderations. I love him with a bit of revelation and understanding. Before it was idolatry, like on another level. Praise King Jesus. Like from the minute this guy entered my belly, I was already doing research like, oh my God, what's going on inside of me? I went to that website. It's called um, Baby Center. It gives a week by week fetal development of the baby. You know the one that tells you, "Oh, now today your son is the size of um, uh, an apple," and and the and then like every week. I I used to check every Thursdays. Thursdays were so significant to me. Like I I could not wait for Thursday. And sometimes I would go in there on a Wednesday at midnight to check if they sent me an email because I couldn't wait to, to, to find out what was going on inside of me. Like, oh, what's happening? How is the baby? You know? So, and then they would tell me, oh, now today your baby's eyes have formed, but they are closer to the ears. That sort of freaked me out because I could see my son looking like a tadpole, yeah? A little one of a frog. Like, why are the eyes on the sides? And then they explained to me that, yeah, it takes a bit of time for the eyes to move to the front, closer to the nose, but that's where the eyes start from. I was obsessed like that. Like, I loved 
my son i needed to know what was going on and i had a doctor at the time dr albert he's still in zambia hospital the best gynecologist ever but then again he's the only one i know so i'll speak for him and then he used i used to crack him up every time i showed up uh, for my gynecology appointment <laughs> i did the talking and he did the listening and then he would tell me okay michelle yeah that's on point so yeah this is the medication that you need or the... i never let him speak i would sit i remember there's a time i went to him and i said to him you know what i don't understand why you have not checked me for preeclampsia the man his jaw dropped like michelle have you done medicine i said no i hated biology chemistry and physics and all of its relatives all the complicated subjects well to my brain anyway they were complicated and then he said okay what is what are the symptoms i i like i broke them down i told him headaches um this that and the other and uh, high blood pressure and i don't know what and then he said okay michelle are you getting headaches no can we check your pressure last we checked have you ever had any issues with um, blood pressure i said no so why do you want me to check you for preeclampsia and then i looked at him like yeah well because at x amount of weeks most babies suffer from this so we need to be sure that my child is not in that category and he just laughed i i was weird like that and i loved i'm trying to pull out how much i loved my son that was even pre-birth and then when he came into my life whoa it was a whole another another level of like dotting around him and then what example can i pull out for you yeah 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 so um when i was three months pregnant going on four i had to switch jobs from metropolitan republic i used to work in the advertising industry I used to work for an ad agency and I had to move to Heineken International. So these guys they interviewed me. I, had, I think I did three or four interviews. Uh, and then on the very last the very last interview, the fourth one was for the human resource dude to give me my contract. So we sat down and he said to me, "You know what, Michelle, you passed all the interviews. The first panel was of six guys. Oh my god, I've never been so freaked out." two white people, one Nigerian, one Tanzanian, one Ugandan, dear old Michelle seated in front of them, all of them asking questions. And and you know, you'll never believe this, but I am shy. Okay, I used to, I think I still am shy. God has given me a bit of boldness, but I was very shy in the beginning. So having to look from one person to another to answer questions. So this um the HR guy at the time, his name was Abraham. He said to me, "You know what, Michelle, you really impressed the guys on the first interview and then in your last interview with um the GM you did well so definitely you're the one so we need to look through your contract this is how much you will earn this is how much uh, these are your benefits he's saying all of these things and i'm supposed to look excited but i'm thinking to myself and what about my baby in my head all i could think about was i swear the minute you guys find out i'm pregnant you are going to fire me and what how will i maintain that which is growing inside of me so when he gave me the contract to sign it i said to him i think we were at the serena hotel in kampala yeah he flew in purposely for this gig and i sat there and i said to him you know what i don't think I, there's something i need to declare before i sign this document this guy took off his specs and looked at me like shoot <laughs> Abraham is Kenyan and you know how bold they can be so I said he said uh-huh what is it I told him I am I am expecting my my first child 
the guy sighed like oh my god michelle you're so dramatic i thought you were going to tell me that you robbed a bank or you have some dirty dirty past that's against heineken international that is no issue at all that you see he could not understand I, I needed to switch jobs with the confidence that my 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 pocket is it called how can i term it you know like a trailer that has um something that's dragging from behind of it like there's no way i'm dropping this and and you have to be in agreement with it if you're taking me you take me as a whole the whole package you know so he was nice about it he said michelle at, at heineken we are not animals we love babies and for me that's the minute i loved the job that i was going into because i knew they knew my situation even though my my figure my body shape was still speak and span you know and then i remember later on when i had to be um expatriated to nairobi when they said to me what do you feel about moving to the head office again my first question was as long as i can bring my child <laughs> the gym at the time said to me come on michelle oh, of course you can bring your child even the pets and the nanny praise king jesus so for me that is how far i have loved i loved my son so much that i was willing to give up anything like if this job does not take me as a pregnant woman i am not taking it and for these guys to take me on only to work for 6 months before I got onto maternity leave I feel like was such a blessing but now I know it was from God God because God loves children the whole purpose of him creating us according to Genesis 1:28 the minute he created this man and woman his next gig was okay you know what go out there I've given you dominion be fruitful and multiply I didn't know those scriptures at the time I would have gone boldly to the meeting and 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 confidently presented my case but i was only reasoning as michelle at the time yeah so that's that's the best example i can pull out of how much i love i loved my son and again i'll correct you i still love him i mean i really really love the boy god is my witness he's used him majorly in my life my son literally held my hand and led me to the cross he led me to jesus that's how much i love him and 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 because i love him so much god has used my son to show me jesus now that will be another podcast i want us to stay <laughs> on this subject of loving and giving without derailing too much this is not all about moisey my son it's about who do you love what are you willing to give because loving and giving go hand in hand praise king jesus if you haven't given then i mean there's a person out there in a relationship a girl most likely i mean we used to have these gully gully chats like hey so and so loves me so much and you almost expect the next statement or you can even ask them like really what has he given you what has he done for you or he's planning a trip for us um, to the caribbean or he's done this for me that's how we gauge love according to what the other party is giving us even though we don't look into the intentions of their giving and what they want from us praise king jesus now i have given an example of myself who do you love as i speak to you about my love story who do you love i've seen guys here in the bible you know and and for me the reason why i'm challenged is um i've always known that i love god 
And if you asked me, do you love God? Yeah, obviously, what a stupid question. But I, I encountered a gentleman in the Bible that um, really, really challenged me and he got me thinking, ah, oh, Michelle. And then when I meditated so much on it, I got many, many examples. And then that's when I came to a conclusion of, I don't think I have really loved God. No, I don't think I have really loved God. It is him that loves me. And, and that's why I want us to share this. Um, I'm talking about Lot. Lot is Abraham's cousin. No, nephew. Guys, remember, everybody knows Abraham so well. And, and up until about a month ago, I only knew Lot as the tag along. The, the guy that followed Abraham when God said to him, get out of your father's house and go to a place where I will bless you. Because the Bible says, and then Lot got up with his wife and 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 his his nephew lot and then the other thing i knew about lot before was oh this is the guy that that was living in um sodom ah no before we get to that i knew lot as the dude who blocked abraham's blessings why i sat in front of a preacher who got a revelation in that angle and I, I, I totally understood it. And then I was thinking, whoa, these people that... Hey, God said to Abraham, get out of your father's house and go to a place where I will show you. He didn't say, get up with so-and-so-and-so-and-so. Now, the, the way this person preached it to me was, Abraham did not get his full potential, his full blessing until he let Lot go. You know those two, when they got to wherever they went to, they were so blessed. Abraham had a lot of cattle. Lot had a lot of, you know, back in the day, riches were determined by how many cows you have, how many goats you have, land and things. Now, because Abraham was so blessed, he had so much. And then Lot, by virtue of affiliation, had a lot as well. Then they got to a point where their cattle could not feed nicely. They could not graze because um, they had so much and, and they were in a small piece of land. So Abraham, in all humility, humility said to his nephew, you know what? Choose. Where do you want to stay? And then the guy chose the juicier part and um, they had to separate. But I think, and I haven't studied into so much detail, but from what I have always known about Lot, that when Lot and Abraham separated, God came back and blessed Abraham more. And I thought to myself, wow. This Ab this lot dude is a is a blocker of blessings. Like if Abraham had not left him, he would have stayed with not so much. But after Lot leaves, so that's the only way I knew Lot. So about a month ago, I was chilling with my babies at um, the youth altar at um, Kansanga Miracle Center Church, and boy, Genesis 19, I I was in tears, man. First of all, I repented for for bad mouthing Lot or underestimating him and um that's what i want us to look into i want i want to introduce you to this gentleman and how how much he loved god my revelation of him and as i give you my revelation please do go back for yourself and read you'll be amazed i told you the first person that told me about lot revealed him to me as um, a person that blocked abraham's blessings now i am about to speak to you to lot about the man that loved God so much. Now, I look forward to your opinion, to your revelation when you go and read about Lot. I'll be happy to to find out what you think of um, Genesis 19. But quickly, um, I'll show you what I found out. Let's run quickly to Genesis 19. 
Lot was a very, very good man. Very, very good man. Genesis is the first book of the Bible, chapter 19. And you know, I think I'll get I'll get a pet and name it Lot. Mind you, we have so many um, chickens running around this house. Maybe I can name one of them Lot. Because Lot is such a blessing. Okay. Genesis um, chapter 19, verse 1. It reads... Oh, okay. Just to give you um, a, a history of it. Um, Abraham and Lot, have they've gone their ways. And um, Lot chose um, Sodom, that area. Uh, because it looked um, very, um, what, what can I call it, uh, fertile and so much grass for his cows. And it looked like the better part. And Abraham chose some sandy area, like so much sand and, and an arid area, maybe. You can call it that. And um, they, when they went their ways, they, li- they lived separate lives. And this city, which Lot chose, turns out to be a city of, of destruction there's so much sin and the good lord wants to obliterate it like to remove it from planet earth and and now lot is in there okay so now listen to this genesis 19 chapter no verse 1 genesis chapter 19 verse 1 now the now the two angels came to sodom in the evening and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. Praise King Jesus. Uh, before we go any further, I want you to understand. I want, I want to pull out. Now we are looking at the nature and the, the character of Lot as an individual. And who Lot was to God and how he loved God. Praise King Jesus. Genesis chapter 19 verse 1 says to us, Two angels came to Sodom in the evening. Lot was minding his business by the gate. Like you can say by um, the gates is where it's the beginning of the city. This is where all the great men sat in the evenings, for example. And, And Lot saw them. And as soon as he saw these angels, he arose to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face to the ground. Why is this verse so special? Lot did not know that these are angels. It is you and I that know that these are angels. How do I know that? If we go quickly to the previous um, chapter, Genesis 18, we see um, that first of all, Lot grew up in Abraham's house. And because he grew up in Abraham's house, he had the same mannerisms of character as Abraham. And Abraham was a very good friend of God. Abraham had the nature and character of God. So Lot's behavior does not surprise us. Yeah. But when we read um, the previous, the previous um, uh, chapter, Genesis 18 verses 1 and 2, it reads, Then the Lord appeared to him. By him is Abraham, right? by the terebinth trees of Mamre as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, 
he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground. Praise King Jesus. How is it exactly? Uh, Lot behaves exactly the way Abraham behaved when he saw these men. Now again, also Abraham, we do not know. We do not know that these are angels. Okay? If Abraham knew your guess, I mean, you will go and read and find out for yourself. I believe Abraham did not know that these were what? Angels. And he did not know that the Lord had appeared to him. It's almost as if verse 1 is to inform us that this is the Lord that's appearing to Abraham. All we see is Abraham getting up because Abraham treats i mean there's a there's a scripture in hebrews chapter 13 verse 2 that says do not <laughs> do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers by so doing some have entertained angels unawares abraham is minding his business at the gate right and then these um these people come in right and he's so quick to entertain them like oh because what he says next is um in verse 3 is um my lord if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And, and, and then if you read further ahead, Abraham goes ahead to prepare a meal for them. But what I'm trying to pull out was, Abraham, it is not written in these words that Abraham knew that this was God. All the way until verse 10. Because in verse 10, and I, 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 I really, really tried to um, study this carefully. In verse 10 is when we see, is when God is mentioned in himself. Because in verse 10 it reads, and he said, and he is a capital letter. So that's how we know, right? These are three men that approached Abraham, right? And um, verse 10 says, and he said, he is capital, so we know that it is God speaking. He said, I will certainly I will certainly return to you according to the time of life, and behold, Sarah your wife shall have a son. So these angels had come to give Abraham a message from God. Praise King Jesus. A, a, a beautiful promise, yeah? And by virtue of how Abraham treated them, he welcomed them in. He, he, he made sure that they washed their feet. And then he told his wife to prepare a very nice meal for them. It's until these angels had eaten nicely that they go ahead to ask him. Um, in uh, verse 9, they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? And then they go ahead to give him the promise. Eh? So he said, here in the tent. Wait, verse 9 reads, they said the men said to Abraham, Where is Sarah, your wife? So Abraham said, Here in the tent, verse 10. And he said, He being the Lord by virtue of the capital H, hmm, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. So that is when we know that it was God speaking. Praise King Jesus. Oi. <laughs> so you see I want to pull out the nature of Abraham and then we relate it to our friend Lot exactly the way Abraham carried on is how we see Lot be, be, behaving himself yeah in Genesis chapter 19 
we go to Genesis chapter 19 where these guys come to to meet um to meet um Lot but before we even get there further back in chapter 18 after um the angels um had after God had had spin, finished speaking to Sarah in uh verse what verse is this I think it is 16 yeah verse 16 then the men rose from there and looked towards Sodom see Abraham got visitors, three gentlemen, but one was God. And God presents himself in verse 10. God reveals himself to Abraham in verse 10 and gives him all of these promises. Okay? And then, (laughs) I like what the Lord said to Abraham in verse 3. The Lord said to Abraham, because when Sarah was told that they would have a child, Sarah laughed. So I'm trying to go through the conversation that these two have. So the Lord goes ahead to ask Sarah, why did you laugh? Is anything too difficult for God? You know, and all of that. So after that, the Lord, the, the, the men arose. And as they're starting to leave after the conversation, after their visit, God thinks to himself, look here, verse 16. Then the men rose from there and looked towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them to send them on their way. Verse 17, and the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do, since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? For I have known him. So Abraham and God are friends. And God is thinking, Mm-mm, I'm not going to do anything without revealing it to my friend Abraham. That's a, that's a scripture, by the way. Amos chapter 3, verse 7. I'm not going to carry ahead with any business without telling Abraham. So the Lord starts to tell Abraham all of the plans that he has for Sodom. Because the Lord had come, number one, to bless Abraham. Number two, to destroy Sodom, the city where Lot was staying. Yeah? Verse 22 reads, Then the men turned away from there and went towards Sodom, and Abraham stood before the Lord. So the Lord stays behind speaking to Abraham. That's what I wanted to get to. But the two men proceed to Sodom to go and destroy it. What do they leave Abraham behind doing? Interceding for Lot. I know we are talking about love and the love that Lot had for God, but I need to give you a history so you can understand it properly. So kindly bear with me. Praise King Jesus. So in verse 19, they are now presented as angels. Are we together? Verse 19 reads, Now the two angels came to Sodom in the gate of Sodom. Praise King Jesus. No, in the evening. Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening. So, chapter 18 refers to them as men. Okay? Until verse 10. That's when God is talking about himself as he. And that's when the recognition happens between Abraham. Right? And, and, And God. Now, God stays behind, so these are mere men now. But it is written in um, verse 1 of chapter 19 that the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. Praise King Jesus. This is exactly what Uncle Abraham did. So Lot, because Lot grew up with Abraham, he knew how to treat guests. I think I touched Hebrews briefly. Yeah? Be careful how you treat um, strangers. Hebrews um, 13 2. So Lot knew what to do in event that a visitor has come over. Praise King Jesus. 
and what happens next <laughs> oh god that we're about now we're getting to the juicy part of the story yeah um in verse 2 lord says to them here now my lords please turn into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet then you may rise early and go your way guys all of this is revelatory depending on how alert you are this lot is just being nice to some two two we know they're angels but lot does not know yet praise king jesus He's just being too nice to them and even if they're angels he does not know what brings them what business brings them to Sodom. You and I know they have come to destroy the city. And and Lot thinks they thinks that they're just um passing by. So he's saying to them, "No, no, no, guys, come spend the night, wash your feet, you know, and then rise early and go your way." So clearly he's got no idea about what's going on. Mhm. And they say to him, "No, but we will spend the night in the open square." verse 3 of um, Genesis 19. But Lot insisted strongly, so they turned in to him and entered his house. Then he made, um, he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. Verse 4. Now before they could lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. Verse 5. And they came to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. Well, in in plain English, that we may have sex with them. Praise King Jesus. Um, The city of Sodom was well known for this sort of thing, men sleeping with men. Praise King Jesus. And now... I swear the angels the angels must have been very uh, very very handsome because these men they saw them walking like who are those we must have we, we must you know we must know them carnally if I may speak in biblical terms yeah and so uh, verse 6 so Lot went out to them through the door Lot went out to meet them through the doorway shut the door behind him and said please my brethren do not do so wickedly. See now, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please, let me bring them out to you, and you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men. Since this is the reason they have come, they have come under the shadow of my roof. Ah. Guys, I'm talking about love. What are you willing to give? I want us to look at Lot. These guys, the bad boys of the city of Sodom, they saw some two hunks. Remember, <laughs> angels don't have wings, you know. Let's let, let's let's go away from that. Um, the wings and everything, like fairy tale, like in the reading books that we grew when we were growing up. Angels look like you and I. Okay, so to the men of Sodom, the angels were just some two handsome men, yeah. And now they saw the men, and and Lot, I love Lot. Lot really feared the Lord. Lot loved God. Lot grew up in Abraham's house, where they had a family altar, where they read the word of the of, of God, and and they sought to know His nature and character. And one of the things they found out was, you must treat. And, um, strangers well you must be hospitable 
You must you must treat everybody. Love your neighbors, even the ones that you do not know, the sojourners that are just walking through. Love them, treat them well. And this is what Lot did. And by that, these bad boys who I mean there's some and we have people like that in the world. They see something that looks nice to them and they're thinking, I must have a piece of that. Come what may. You know that sort of man, like who's that beautiful girl? You must find me her number. I must go all the way, the whole nine yards. Praise King Jesus. Now this is what these men are doing. They've come to Lot's door. Who are those hunks? Open for us. So Lot is so nice. He comes out through the door and shuts the door to protect the angels. And he tries to address these men, like to try and reason with them that you cannot, you cannot sleep with these men. And that is why I let them into this house. I knew that if I let them sleep in the gates, you guys would do that sort of business, but you simply cannot. So this man, Lot, this is how good he is, even though he's living in, um, this city that is so that is so wild, you can call it Las Vegas. I have never been, by the way. I'm in it, depending on the movies I saw back in the day. I can't find a, like a. Just think of any example of a, a party city, like a party destination, you know. And even though Lot was living there, he still had values of God in him because of how Abraham brought him up. Praise King Jesus, and he knows right from wrong, and is thinking, you cannot do this. Okay, if you really, really have to have sex, I have two virgin daughters. Lot loved the Lord so much that he was willing to give his virgin daughters to protect the men, to protect the angels, to protect who we know to be angels, to protect the guests. Who? Who? <laughs> I mean, even though... Okay, okay, guys, let's do this. Even though you know that they are angels... Let me speak to a parent out there that's got two beautiful daughters, virgins at that. Even though you know that this is a man of God, you have a man of God that's come to visit your house and there's some hooligans from the, the village and they have come and they've told you they want to have sex with the man of God. Who of you can say, you know what, leave him, have my virgin daughters? Food for thought, huh? For me, this is where I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm this, 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 this right here. Every time I bow down in church to worship the Lord, instead of saying, God, I love you, I pause and I say, God, forgive me because I don't know if I love you. <laughs> There's a song that we sing in my church. It, uh, it starts, <clears throat> I love you, Lord. Uh, what's that song? All my life you have been faithful. But the first line is, I love you, Lord. Because you're, cause you're what? You're, 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 what's the second line? You can help me there. But ever since I, I discovered um, this man, Lord, every time we start that song, I think to myself, here we go. Because I don't know if I love him. I don't know. I've just told you how I love my son, Moisegwa. If there's lions out there and they have come to eat a visitor, I don't know if I can open the door and I say to the lions, please eat my son instead. That's why I do not know. I can't. I'm, I, I'm so humble. This, this revelation has got me to humble myself so much 
in front of God because I know he sees our hearts. He sees the intentions of our hearts. So I feel like when I tell him, I love you, Lord, I, I wish there was categories or a lesser word than love. I feel, I, I almost want to say, you know, I appreciate you, Lord. Like I am not worthy to tell you that I love you because I have not given you. I have, what have I given you? What have I been willing to give? Because, you know, he's so gracious. He doesn't let um, Lot's daughters get raped by these hooligans. Let's read further. Uh, verse 9 reads, And they said, there's these men that wanted to sleep with um, the angels. They said, stand back. Then they said, <laughs> they said of Lot, this is what they said. This one came to stay here and he keeps acting as a judge. Now, will we deal worse with you than with them? Do you see what this statement means? They're saying to Lord, why are you acting holier than thou ever since you came to this to this city? You know, you, you think you're so righteous. You, we shall deal with you. After we have raped the angels, we shall deal with you. That sort of behavior. Yeah. Look, look what they did next. Yeah. So they pressed hard against the man, Lord, and came near to breaking down the door. That's how my, they strangled him so hard that they almost broke down the door. And I love verse 10. It reads, yeah, the men reached out their hands and pulled Lot into the house with them and shut the door. Whoa. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Question, what are you going through? Like what? what? At the verge, just before these men could kill Lot and probably get in and, 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 and rape the angels, also they thought they would, um, these men remember lot closed the door behind him so they reached out their hands and pulled lot into the house which means supernaturally they passed their hands through the wall and pulled lot back into the house and no 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 but the men reached out their hands and pulled lot into the house with them and shut the door okay they opened the door Bottom line is they pulled Lord back in before those men could do anything. And look what happened in verse 11. And they struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they became weary trying to find the door. Praise King Jesus. The angels struck the bad guys with blindness so that they could not perform this bad deed that they had come to perform. But um, I want us to go back there. Lord loved God so much that he was willing to give his two virgin daughters. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Brethren, what have you given? Hey, let's and and, and um, let's run quickly to um, another example in the Bible. And this one, I don't want to read a lot. I like to give you the stories so you can go back and read in detail because these stories are a lot of fun. I've always said to you the Bible is fun. Read it for yourself. It's um, it's one of those novels that never end. You read and read and read and read. The advantage is this one comes with a lot of wisdom. Mm-hmm. There's a lady called Hannah. Hannah, the battle of the babies. I think I've spoken a lot about Hannah on this podcast because I like her as well. She's one of my favorite characters. Uh, let's open the book of First Samuel chapter 1 verse 4. This lady had tried so much to have a baby. Hannah, Hannah had a co-wife called Penina. All Penina ever did was give Hannah grief because Hannah could not have a child. 
um, we'll find this in first samuel chapter 1 verse 4 verse 4 reads and whenever the time came for elkanah to make an offering elkanah was hannah's husband he would give portions to penina his wife and to all her sons and daughters now we know penina had a lot of sons and daughters but hannah didn't have children verse 5 but to hannah he would give a double portion for he loved hannah although the lord had closed her womb so we know the lord had closed hannah's womb verse 6 and her rival also provoked hannah severely to make her miserable because the lord had closed her womb verse 7 so it was year by year when she went up to the house of the lord that she provoked her therefore she wept and did not eat praise king jesus i wanted to pull out the desperate situation of hannah she badly wanted kids like even though her husband loved her and favored her all she ever wanted was to give her husband children and then she was provoked by penina day and night day and night but when does hannah hit gold because we are told that she went and, and she started to pray a lot. She would go and seek the Lord. Read the story for yourself. I don't want to read everything. And I know you guys don't want very long podcasts. But Hannah hits gold in verse 11. After seeking the Lord so much for this which she wanted the most, a baby. Listen to verse 11 of chapter 1 of First Samuel. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maid servant and remember me and forget your maid servant no and forget not okay i'll read again verse 11 first samuel chapter 1 verse 11 then hannah made a vow and said oh lord of hosts if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maid servant and remember me and not forget your maid servant but will give your maidservant a male child. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. Praise King Jesus. Saints, if you love so much, what have you given? Look, you see, I'm not even putting God in the picture. Like generally, if you love so much, what are you willing to give? Because loving and giving walk hand in hand. Hannah stressed so much. Hannah cried so much. She spent so much time in the temple. She would spend nights at church praying to God to give her a male child. And then she got to a point where her reason for going to church was not about give me the baby, give me the baby. She broke even when she realized that God was looking for a relationship with her. Then she started to love the Lord so much that she was willing to give her only male child should the Lord give the child to her. She even gave the child before she received the child. Oh my God. Praise King Jesus. Like, are you out there saying you love God? These are just pointers. Um, this is what's going on in my mind right now and that's why I'm, I'm sharing it. Right? She was willing to give what she hasn't even got yet. Like she's making covenants on um, something that she hopes to receive. That, that, that's faith above and beyond. And and guess what? <laughs> okay, pause. Stay there for a bit. We shall be back. I want to get another example of people that have loved 
and what they have given. I like Isaac and Rebecca in Genesis. Isaac is the son of Abraham. Isaac and Rebecca, they struggled to get babies. They had baby issues as well. Then Rebecca finally conceives. She gets twins. But these two parents had a good deal. They had twins, Jacob and Esau. But Jacob was for God and Esau was for daddy. Praise King Jesus. Isn't that cool? Do you want to go back to Hannah? If you haven't heard of Hannah before, because I feel like someone's asking, so where does Hannah's story end? Hannah goes ahead. The minute she promises to give God the first child, the first male child, she gets pregnant with a male child. And the minute she gets the baby, she's faithful on her deal with God. She takes the baby Samuel, she names him Samuel, and takes, and takes him to, to, to the priest to serve God like she promised. So she gave up her child to serve God all the days of his life, like she promised. But God is faithful. That was, that, that, that was not the end of it, but we shall come back to that. I want us to think about giving before we even think of what we get in return. Praise King Jesus. So now we are looking at two parents, Isaac and Rebecca. I think I started off this podcast by wishing everybody a happy Mother's Day. Have you seen that everything that we have to give is birthed by mothers? God loves what we have the most, but it's usually birthed by moms. So um, I don't know. I think God has a special relationship with women here. Who knows? We might come across a man that gave. So let's wait to become sexist here. Focusing on one gender. Praise King Jesus. So yeah, um, Isaac and Rebecca. um, Let's let's run quickly to Genesis chapter 5. No, 25, sorry. Genesis 25, I'll take you it quick. I'll take you through it quickly because I really, really like it when um, you go and read for yourselves. Hmm? Is it Genesis 25? Where, where is um, the story of the babies? It's supposed to be. I love you, Lord. You have led me through the fire. Genesis. I know somebody out there already knows these scriptures. I just wish they could open them for me so that we can flow quicker. Let's run quickly to 27. Before 27. Okay, I'll tell you the story quickly. But you can go back and make yourself very, very familiar with the book of um the book of Genesis. But what I wanted to pull out was this um when these when when these twins enter their mom's belly, right? And it's Genesis 25. When these kids, yeah, I was right, Genesis 25, verse, um, when these kids enter their mom's belly, they give her a hard time, like her stomach, her womb, she had issues, and then she went to um, gynecologist uh, God, she went on her knees, and then God revealed to her, in Genesis 25, verses 22, God's, no, verse 23, God said to her that in you, Rebecca, there's two, nation, two nations, two people shall be separated from your body 
one people shall be stronger than the other and the older shall serve the younger so um, i just wanted to i wanted to pull out the aspect of um that there's two kids but there's something special about these kids that the old the younger one the older one is supposed to serve the younger one praise king jesus and as they grow older these kids are favorites yeah in verse 27 which i was trying to share earlier these two boys eh? listen to um, verse 27 of genesis 25 so the boys grew and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a, a mild man dwelling in the tents. Can I break that? Can I break that down? Esau was a skillful hunter, so he was dad's favorite because he was always out there in the field, you know. But you know, hunting because hunting is a man's job. But Jacob was was what you would call um he was just a he was just a mummy's boy dwelling at home in the house chilling with mom learning how to cook and things mm-hmm. verse 28 and isaac loved esau because he ate of his game but rebecca loved jacob praise king jesus again there's something to note there jacob is the promised child yeah i wanted to pull out this aspect of um at some point these parents um one child has to be given up and this is jacob because he's a promised child. He's supposed to serve the Lord. That's why you guys swear by the God of Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob was in the lineage of um, the chosen the chosen child. But um, the parents get to keep, um, they give up Jacob to God. They get to keep Esau, you know. So, even when the time comes for um, giving a blessing, I want to pull out the aspect of... Um, one child being a favorite, um, Esau being for daddy and Jacob being for God. And I think that will come out better in Genesis 27, verses 1 to 4. It says, Now it came to pass, when Isaac was old, Isaac is their daddy, right? And his eyes were so dim that he could not see, that he called Esau his older son and said to him, My son. And he answered to him, Here I am. Then um, Isaac said, Behold, now I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Uh, Verse 3. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. And make me savory food, make me savory food, such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat it, that my soul may bless you before you die. Praise God, Jesus. So again, if you go deeper into this story, daddy loves Esau so much and he has plans for him. But God chose Jacob and God has plans for Jacob. And God revealed the plans he has for Jacob to mommy Rebecca. Right? So mommy Rebecca had to play the role of the Holy Spirit to activate God's plan on Jacob. I know a lot of us guys out there walk around thinking Jacob is a bad guy. He's a thief. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Jacob's mom was actualizing destiny. But we're not here to dwell on that. We're here on the subject of having to give what you love the most. Praise King Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I also, and, and that leads me to think, yeah? Much as um, Jacob, sorry, Isaac loved Jacob so much. So Isaac loved Esau so much. It is God that decided it is god that determines what we give to him we don't determine what we give to god it is him that chooses he does he he gives the instructions he instructs us 
because if you go ahead and read um if you can check out romans chapter 9 verses um 13 to 16 you know what let's take a, a mini break let's take a quick quick mini break i'll be back shortly one i was trying to pull out the aspect of um love loving and giving like you can't choose one and leave the other <laughs> giving is a determinant of, of of how how you love praise king jesus and i was trying to pull out the aspect of um the point of when you love god you don't choose what you give him yes it is good to give you can choose to give um to to donate to schools and help the poor and things but when you dig deeper into the jesus business into the god business he tells you what to give he tells you what to do and again that sends me to that born again out there that if if god if god has not asked you yet what to give instructed you yet on on, on um what to sacrifice to him then uh, you probably need to get to a certain level that you are not yet at because as you go deeper with him he is so good at asking for the impossible just to check if you trust him or if you're worthy of the promise <laughs> praise king jesus hey boy I don't want to dwell on that because hey it's a salvation is a cool journey as you get to know him he's a he tests he tests his ways are good when you get to understand him you love you will enjoy dealing with him praise King Jesus I wanted to pull out Romans chapter 19 verse 13 to 16 I'll read through very quickly as it is written Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. This is God speaking, right? Verse 14. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and compassion on whomever I have compassion. Verse 16. So then it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. Praise God. (laughs) This is pushing me into another sermon altogether. You don't choose. You don't choose what to give God. You don't choose yourself to work for God. God chooses you. I like to say to people, I didn't choose this life. This life chose me. This life chose me. God chooses what's given to him. My mommy didn't sit down and say, okay, Michelle must serve the Lord. God rest her soul. God dragged me from wherever he dragged me from and he made sure I understand him that by the time my mom checked out, she was not understanding my ways. She would call my phone. Hi, Mishi, where are you? I'm at the prayer mountain. Um, I can't speak. There's no network. And, and then <laughs> I go missing for three days and then I come back to her. So when you said you were at the mountain, what were you doing? Praying. How's the accommodation? As actually, uh, during the night we we praise and worship and we pray and there's a bonfire and we we do a lot of you know dancing for Jesus and things and praying. And and, and where do you sleep? Uh, how are the rooms, uh, Mommy? There's no rooms. Uh, when I'm really really sleepy, I go to the car. But that's rare because the Holy Spirit is so intense. He almost wakes you up and sends you back to the bonfire. And then during the day. You pray some more. So where did you get food? Actually, I was fasting. And then she would get so, so confused by the whole gig. 
because that's not from where she was standing that looked like suffering but the point that i had gotten to was a case of oh this this has to be done this there's, there's a force that drives you to do certain things and and he says to us in philippians 2:13 that it is god who works in us both to will and to do for his good for his good purpose he put in me a desire to seek him so he can push me to a certain level and the lady that brought me into this world could not understand it in english not even in his local in her local language um praise king jesus you don't choose what you do. and 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 please not my late mother loved god so much she donated to her church the pulpit and i don't know what chair for the reverend she gave but god was like mm i want her and and bless her she probably didn't go as deep in god because then maybe she would have struggled a bit but in, he god picked me up himself right and then so what am i trying to pull out we do not determine what to give god he he does right he he instructs us and the sooner we get with the program the better for all of us praise king jesus he chose for himself one of the twins esau and jacob while they were still in the womb so i will ask you do you love god have you have you ever ever loved god what what have you given up what have you sacrificed what because you will listen saint you'll have to get to that level if you've chosen to follow god for the rest of your life for his good purpose i mean the, the, being born again is in stages some people come in because they want something and they've been told he'll give them everything that they need the desires of their hearts yada 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 pray hard pray hard until you get it but there's a level that you get at and it's all about him and and you have to start having those tough conversations when he says give me your son if i take your son away from you will you still love me if i ruin your reputation in town will you still serve me hang on a minute i feel like you love your ministry more than you love me will you will you stay ay <laughs> ay i listened to a testimony that gave me the hibijibis like goosebumps and i thought oh my um the testimony for natasha uh, the president's daughter president of uganda she's um she serves god she's um she's a uh, yeah i i hope i get to meet her someday she she gave her testimony of um when she was growing up she had the voice of the lord loud and clear I think she was in primary school and she was seated in the car with her baby sister Diana and the bodyguard and the driver and um she said she had a voice that said to her that God called her audibly I need you like he called Samuel I suppose read the book of first Samuel to find out how God called Samuel <laughs> so she turned around looked at her sister and 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 the bodyguard and nobody had the voice except her and she goes there's a bit of she says a bit more there in the middle but um when she was much older she um she 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 studied to be a doctor and she was very brilliant she is very intelligent she's good to listen to so um 
God said to her, you know what? I don't want you to pursue this whole thing of doctor anymore. I want... Um, and then she was so disturbed, like, how? I can't give it up. God is like, no, give me that. Give me that. I don't want you to be a doctor. I'm the one that gave you the heart to pursue that career. And it's because I, I wanted it to be in your heart to care about other people. But you see, the way I made you, you are not fashioned to care about one person at a time. I want you to minister to thousands at once as opposed to one person in a room at a time prescribing tablets and things. It was a battle. And then she said to God, you know what? Okay, I will go and tell my parents about this. If, if I'll ask them to allow me to drop out of um, medicine, medical school, if they say yes, I'll know that it is of you. If they say no, I tried. <laughs> God said to her, listen, I need you to leave medicine. I want you to serve me. If you stick to medicine, I'll still be your God. But if you choose to serve me, I will be with you. Guys, listen to that. If you insist on being a doctor, I will be your God. But if you walk with me, if you come with me, no, no. If you choose, if you stick to medicine, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll still be God to you. I'll still be God to you. But if you walk with me, I will be with you. There's a difference. Our God is God to everybody. He loves everyone. General love, right? But if you choose to give that, there's a difference. There's a difference. Hannah saw it. I didn't want to be too quick to the conclusion, but looks like I have to. Hannah saw it. When Hannah gave up um, baby Samuel, she became a mother to seven sons. Praise King Jesus. Like she got six more children. Who else did we talk about in the beginning before Hannah? Lot. When Lot um, got to the point of giving up his two daughters, the angels stepped in and delivered him. But not just that. They got their deliverance. What I didn't tell you was, or did I tell you? Yes, I, th I think I did. The angels had come in to rescue, um, to, to, to set Sodom on fire. So when Lot performed that act of giving his two daughters, he won himself out of, um, he got himself a ticket, a plane ticket out of the burning city. And he does escape the wrath of God because he attempted to give something. He gave, and you see, when you give God, you, you, <laughs> God, our God is a God of love. He cares. He doesn't like entirely take it away. He's with you. He's with you. Because we see Samuel went to serve the Lord. But she, Samuel was still Hannah's baby. And the Bible tells us Hannah used to go visit Samuel every once a year to to because he used to make her clothes. I can imagine when, when he was four, he made this long, nice um, thingy for him gown dress whatever and then when he became older she went back with her bigger clothes that sort of thing and then she got um six more kids right and lot by that act no one wrapped his daughters in the end he managed to get out of that city before it was set on fire so maybe i'm talking about maybe i'm talking to a disobedient christian out there what has the good lord asked you for he's not being mean he's testing your faith isn't that how Abraham becomes the grandfather of all of us? Because he believed, he was tested, and he still believed God. Should we run to Abraham's story as a conclusion? 
Who, me? I gave something too. <laughs> I've given a good number of things, but what I gave the most, I would love to share with you. And that will not be on a podcast. It will have to be live video. I'll, I'll explain I gave and I really gave and I am super pleased that I gave. But um, let's look at Abraham. Abraham at Mount Moriah, where Abraham is asked to, to sacrifice. Abraham was asked to give up his only son. If you're very well conversant with Genesis, you know it took Abraham a bit of time to have a child. I think we spoke to him earlier when those two angels came to to, to promise him a kid and then they went back and then he had to wait some more. He finally gets the son he waited for, baby Isaac, right? Then, right there, Mount Moriah, the good Lord, the good Lord expects a sacrifice of Abraham's son. Praise King Jesus. Exodus 22, I'll go through it quickly so I can let you go. Verse 1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tasted Abraham. Somebody said test. That's what I was trying to explain. He's not horrible. He's testing you. But you see, listen, saint, you've got no choice. I've told you about Natasha Museveni. She was tested, but now she's got gold. Her story ends pretty well. She's, she's, got, she's, like, she's doing super well. Yeah, so the scripture is telling us God tasted Abraham and said to Abraham, Abraham, and Abraham said, Here I am. Verse 2. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering to one of the mountains which I shall tell you. <laughs> brethren (laughs) listen i'm not laughing at you i am laughing with you right what has the good lord told you to give you see you like saying that you love god god i love i love you lord you have walked me through the fire holy hands high up in the sky eyes closed even a tear or two oh god i love you so much what are you willing to give i am preparing your heart maybe i'm talking to somebody that's about to get to another level in this christianity journey and obedience is your key you see the bible says obedience is better than sacrifice if god has asked you for something give it sister give it because when you disobey and you start to say oh i'm going on a 40-day fast so i can rectify hello obedience is better than sacrifice hmm Okay, back to Abraham. Chapter 22, verse 2. Then he said, Take your... (laughs) Take now your son, your only son Isaac. I can see Abraham thinking, perhaps I should look for Hagar. Where is Ishmael? Maybe I should take Ishmael. Hmm? Your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering. At a place that I shall show you. Praise King Jesus. Mm-hmm. Verse 3. So Abraham arose, uh, Abraham arose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar verse 5 and abraham said to um to his young men stay here with the donkey and the lad 
and I will go yonder and worship and I'll come back to you. Hi. I just wanted to pull out the aspect of um <clears throat> Abraham sacrificing his son and you see he's not even complaining he's just said to his people like you guys stay here for a bit i need to go over there and worship the challenge with you is god has asked you for something because he wants you to prove your love for him but you're crying about it not only are you crying there's a person out there you simply just would not you will not give it up the challenge is you're holding on to donkeys yet the good lord wants to give you a whole kingdom to rule so revise yourself Guys, that's why I ask you to get familiar with scripture. Read with the intention of understanding. There's loads of examples of people in there that are going that went through what you are going through and you all you have to do is copy and paste and believe because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God only, nothing else. No amount of seeding or jumping up and down or somersaulting or clapping 40 times will help you. Some things are practical. That is why it is called the book of the law. If you're living in disobedience, why don't you just sleep? There's things you need to go to trigger your level, to go to the higher level. And this is one of those. Praise King Jesus. Verse 6. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac. No, and laid on it. Eh? So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. Verse 7, but Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. Then Abraham said, here I am, my son. This must have been painful. Then Abraham said, sorry, then Isaac said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb? for a burnt offering. Guys, this is why this man is our grandfather. Every believer out there, look at this scenario. You get, I have got a son. I have told you how much, but I'll come back. And when I talk to you about my Moisegwa, I think this will be a nice scripture to relate to. And he said, here I am, my son. And Isaac said, look, I can see the fire. I can see the wood, but where is the lamb? a burnt offering and Abraham said to him my son God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering so the two of them went together somebody say faith (laughs) Abraham loved God now you see and and I told you I like that we're talking about both um, these two guys from the same family Abraham loved God from the get-go super obedient now we know that lot is cut from Abraham's cloth praise King Jesus verse 9 then they came to the place of which God had told him and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order and he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood verse 10 and Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son but the angel of God called him from heaven and said Abraham Abraham so Abraham said here I am verse 12 and he said do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him for now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son your only son from me. Praise God. (sighs) Do you love God? Who do you love? Do you fear the Lord? 
See what the angel is saying. For now I know that you feel good. Like you're in reverent or like you love the Lord. You respect him. You fear him. It's his opinion or the highway. Or are you so busy, still busy chilling in your opinion? Look at verse 13 and that shall be our conclusion. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked. And there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its thorns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. <laughs> this, this brings me to our ultimate con- conclusion. Whatever it is God is asking for you, he wants to give you the lamb. And who is the lamb? Jesus Christ. This is the first time we encounter Jesus Christ. We encounter Jesus Christ in Genesis. Please don't be those people who say, oh no, you know, me, I read only New Testament to be Jesus. Jesus is all over the Bible. This is the first time we, we encounter Jesus at the cross. Abraham, God asked for his son. Abraham loved God so much that he was willing to give his only son. And then God said, no, 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 Abraham, I love you more. I'll give you Jesus. You don't want to know how many blessings followed Abraham after this. Multiple, multiple. Every time God pulls this sort of move, he's about to bless you majorly. So born again out there, are you in a state of life where you feel like Jesus has asked for everything? God has asked for everything. Are you stressed about it? I my I suggest you start jubilating because what is coming, you do not know. You have no idea. Listen to verse 16. And God says to Abraham, no, God says to Abraham, yes. By myself I have sworn. Imagine God swearing by himself because there's no one higher than him. (coughs) Oh my God, this is so juicy. I'm choking on my saliva. By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply you. Your descendants as the stars of the heavens. And as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. <laughs> Some of us are in church dealing with enemies, eh? Hey! Sending fire, even praying witchcraft prayers of back to sender and, and all of that. And and please learn to hear from God. Learn to hear from God. What is God asking for? You will never know what God is asking for until. You learn to hear from him. And you cannot hear from him if you don't read his word because then you won't understand his language. What has God asked from you? What's he asking of you? Give it up. Give it up. You'll get all the blessings you're looking for and you won't have to fight enemies anymore. Look at verse 18. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Obedience, obedience. He says somewhere in, uh, is it the book of Matthew? Where is it? My sheep know my voice. When I call them, they hear me. I'll never let the devil steal them from my hand because the good Lord has put them into the palm of my hand. That is what Jesus said. Which means by this act, Abraham is put into the palm of Jesus, into the palm of the lamb that even his enemies cannot put him down. So there's some simple basic rules that we have to follow to have all round rest, yeah? To have peace. Praise King Jesus. So instead of um, Isaac, God provides the lamb and the lamb is Jesus Christ. And Jesus is sent down 
and he's put on that altar. So the lamb is slaughtered instead. And that is Jesus on the cross. Jesus came. God loved us so much. Now we're going back to our opening scripture in, 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 um, in um, John chapter 3 verse 16. We're going back there in conclusion. That for, so God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Okay? I want to stop at those two. The other four lines is a different ball game. Whether you believe or not, that's up to you. Because that is a choice. I've given you good and evil. Choose. But this relationship with Jesus, it's a juicy one. If you dig, dig deeper into the scriptures and know what to do. Praise King Jesus. So, the lamb, the lamb is slain on the cross. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 20. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 20. Hold on. Hebrews chapter 10. Oh, I am going to try and swim through verses 19 to 25. I will not read them. I'll simply explain because all of you know about Jesus at the cross. Yeah. But Jesus having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. By his precious blood. By a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, i.e. the flesh. In other words, at the cross, Jesus tore the veil. At the cross, Jesus tore the flesh. He tore the flesh and gave us his heart. He exposed his heart. If you go to the four Gospels and read about his death only, at the end of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the different versions of his death, one of them says, he, he let out, Jesus let out a, a loud cry and gave up his spirit. So then he exposed his heart to draw us near to him. He wants our hearts. Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice and all he wants is us to give us, to give him our hearts. Can you give him your heart? Because for most of us, that's what we love the most. What do I mean But when I say that you love your heart so much? All the bad habits that we're clinging on to, we can't give them up. We can't give up pride. We can't give up selfishness. We can't give up gossip. We can't give up our riches, the things that we love the most. Do you remember Uncle Nicodemus in the book of, is it the book of John, in the early books, in the early chapters? Jesus says to Nicodemus, no, Nicodemus is so mesmerized by the, by the works of Jesus. And he recognizes that this guy is not ordinary. He's from heaven. And he says to Jesus, what can I do to tap into this? And Jesus says to Nicodemus, go, you loaded guy. Go and sell everything. Because Nicodemus, Nicodemus was super rich. Go sell everything, give it to the poor, come and follow me. Nicodemus failed to come back. He failed to give up what he loved the most. Please give up. Give Right now, eh, before, you, before even God tells you to give your Mercedes to some poor family or whatever it is he'll ask you for, let us start with the heart. Give him your heart. Let him. You see, by his precious blood, he says in um, verse 22, let us draw near. Verse 22 of um, Hebrews chapter 9, verse, yeah, Hebrews chapter 10, sorry, verse 22. He says, let us draw near with a true heart. Like cleanse your heart from all unrighteousness, from all of these things that have been pushing you away from Christ. In full assurance of faith, like believe like Abraham did, hmm? having our hearts sprinkled 
again at the cross when Jesus was um, he was pierced on the sides he let out water and blood one of the four books will talk about the water that came out let those waters cleanse you from an evil conscience like every sin is in the conscious clean i i i released a, a podcast about the subconscious like cleanse cleanse your sub your conscience of all of those evil things and align it with the thinking of christ via the word of god and let our bodies be washed with pure water the water that came out of christ at the cross give your heart to jesus if you're not born again and, 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 and it's the first time you're listening to this sort of thing, it is very, very easy. You just have to, if you believe it in your heart, that Jesus is worth giving your heart because you're tired of the situation around you. You're in, you're out, you've been doing things and nothing makes sense and you want to let Jesus in to help you. Just repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you came and died for my sins. I believe that you rose again and you're seated on the right hand side of the Father. I believe with my heart and I confess with my lips with my lips, sorry. Remove my names from the book of death. Write my names in the book of life. I want to give you my heart. If for no better reason is so that I may be prosperous. When Hannah gave you what she needed the most Okay, we finished the confess, confession prayer. Just say amen. I want, to, I want us to pray. I want us to pray in general now. Father Lord, help us. Help us. Deliver us from selfishness. Deliver us from loving ourselves too much. Give us a heart like yours. A heart that is willing to give up what we love the most. Because when all is said and done, you're not taking it anyway. You're just polishing us. You want to give us what's best. We thank you so much for loving us. Forgive us, Lord, for not loving you the way that we should. We want to get a heart like yours. Give us a heart. Jesus, you tore the veil. You tore your flesh and let your heart out so that we could touch it. If you could just give us a drop of your blood, precious Jesus, and drop it in our hearts, then it shall be well with us and well with you because everything is about your good purpose. Help us, Lord. Deliver us from selfishness. Deliver us from unbelief. We have learned today that when we give you what we want the most, you, 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 first of all, you have no plans of taking it away in the first place, but then also you plan to give us a lot more. A lot of our blessings have been held up because we've not understood the book of the law. We've not understood the scriptures. But today we know when you took Hannah's child, you gave her seven children. We want the same King of glory. When you gave us your only son, you wanted us to have everlasting life. We want to have everlasting life. But most importantly, we want to have prosperity. A hundred percent here on earth and a hundred in heaven. Come into our lives, Lord. Melt our hearts for you and you only and for your good purpose so that our way may be prosperous, so that this salvation walk may be a lot easier. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Oi, thank you so much, guys. And um, share the love. <laughs> Loving is giving. Share the, this podcast with every born again that you know out there. And even those that do not know Jesus yet. Because like I like to tell you, the book of the law, you do one thing to trigger another. There's a lot of people struggling out there with life. And all the answers are in the Bible. Better still, buy a Bible. Read it. The Holy Spirit is here to help you understand it. I wish you all the very best. 
have a nice week love you loads bye yes i do love you because i've given you a whole two hours of my time speaking to you and i gave you a whole three hours to prepare for this podcast so yes i love you i've shared with you what i got from jesus thank you (laughs) have a blessed week bye bye